صلى الله عليك يا رسول الله صلى الله وسلم عليك يا سيدي ويا مولاي وابن مولاي يا أبا عبد الله يا رحمة الله الواسعة ويا باب نجاة الأمة ويا عبرة كل مؤمن ومؤمنة ما خاب والله من تمسك بكم وأمن من لجأ والتجأ إليكم يا ليتنا كنا معكم سادتي فنفوز فوزا عظيما قال الله تعالى في محكم كتابه الكريم وقوله الحق وهو أصدق الصادقين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألم يأن للذين آمنوا أن تخشى قلوبهم لذكر الله أن تخشى قلوبهم لذكر الله وما نزل من الحق Sween, you're gathering with the remembrance of Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. As a gift to the soul of Sayyidina wa Mawlana al-Imam al-Hussein and his beloved son Ali ibn al-Hussein ibn Ali recite the second salawat. For Allah to shower onto this gathering with His infinite mercy and compassion and to hasten the reappearance of Sayyidina wa Mawlana Sahib al-Asri wa-Zaman, recite the third salawat with the loudest of your voices. During his journey, from the holy city of Mecca towards Karbala. Al-Imam Al-Hussein would stop at many stations and rest areas. One day, Al-Imam Al-Hussein decided that he's going to go through a detour. So people asked him, Ya Aba Abdullah, why are you going through this detour? Why is there a change in plan? Imam al-Hussein responds that I am here to meet a specific person and to have a special conversation. After they put out the tents, Imam al-Hussein sent a special messenger to a neighboring tent, to a neighboring camp, 
The stent belonged to a man by the name of Ubaidullah ibn al-Hur al-Juhfi. The messenger of Imam al-Hussein went to his tent. He told him, Imam al-Hussein, the grandson of Rasulullah, is in a neighboring village, in a neighboring camp. He's asking to meet with you. He wants to see you. Ibn al-Hur looks at the messenger of Imam al-Hussein. He smiles. He says, I ran away from Hussein. I knew that Imam al-Hussein is making his way towards Iraq. So I left Kufa knowing that Imam al-Hussein was going to come there. What makes you think that I want to see him now? I know where Hussein is getting to. I know the end results of this journey of Hussein. Hussein is marching towards death. And I like my life. I love my life. I want to live. I'm not trying to die. Tell Imam al Hussein, please, Ya ibn Rasulullah, forgive me, excuse me, but I cannot meet with you. The messenger came and he delivered the message to Imam al Hussein. Imam al Hussein said, No problem. He took his cousins, a few of his relatives, his brothers, and they went towards the tent of Ubaidullah ibn al-Hur. From now on, the story is told from Ubaidullah's mouth. He's the one that tells us the story. He says, I was sitting in my tent. The tent was open. I saw Imam al-Hussein arrive. He said, when Imam al-Hussein arrived, I knew this is Hussein ibn Ali, but I saw Rasulullah. It's as if it was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who has arrived at my tent. And when Imam al-Hussein disembarked from his horse, and he was walking towards me, it was as if Rasulullah was walking towards my tent. His gestures, his movements, they all resembled Rasulullah. Imam al Hussein came. He sat in the tent. He told me, Yabn al Hur, do you not have sins? that you wish for them to be forgiven? I said, of course, Ya Ibn Rasulullah, I do. He said, Ya Ibn al-Hur, do you not wish to enter the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I said, yes, of course I do, Ya Ibn Rasulullah. Do you not wish to be in the same position of Rasulullah in the day of judgment? Indeed. Ibn Rasulullah, of course I do. Do you not wish to receive the intercession of my father and my grandmother, my grandfather and my mother Fatima? Of course I do, Ibn Rasulullah. Imam al Hussein said, I am here to make it easy for you, Ibn al Hur. All you need to do is just join me. This man looks at Imam al-Hussein dead in the eye and he says to him, Ya Aba Abdullah, I don't want to die. But what I can offer to you are a few horses. They are the finest horses. They are the fastest horses. And especially one of them. I never chased anyone and didn't catch him with the specific horse. I have a Lamborghini I'm offering to you, Ya, ya Ibn Rasulullah. Take it. Imam al Hussein looked at him and he said, I am not here for your horse. I came to save you. 
Imam al-Hussein wanted to get up and leave. Ibn al-Hur said, I looked at him and his beard was black. He didn't have a single gray hair in his beard. And he left. Then the news reached Ibn al-Hur after the 10th of Muharram. He was a Shia, by the way, a follower of Imam al-Hussein. He was a brave man. The news reached Ibn al-Hur. Ibn al-Hur, do you know that by the end of the 10th of Muharram, the entire beard of Imam al-Hussein was white? So many calamities fell onto him. He was beheaded. His head was put on top of a spear. Do you know that? Ibn al-Hur says, I lived my entire life in regret. Every day of my life I was in regret. Every day of my life I heard the call of Imam al-Hussein, Allah hal min nasrin yansuruna. Allah hal min mu'inin yu'inuna. Wa nahnu alu bayt Rasulullah. He actually gave his life for Imam al-Hussein later on. And the movements and the revolutions that occurred after the 10th of Muharram, he was amongst the leaders of those who took the vengeance of Imam al-Hussein. But he said, still, I could not sleep at night remembering the face of Aba Abdullah al-Hussein. Brothers, Sisters, my dear friends, I am here to tell you that that conversation with Imam al-Hussein and Abdullah ibn al-Hur is a conversation that Imam al-Hussein has with all his Shia, all his followers. Just like Imam al-Hussein came to save Ubaidullah ibn al-Hur, and he gave him a chance. Here is your chance to get your sins forgiven, to cleanse yourself, to purify yourself, to receive the inherit, to, to, to receive the intercession of Rasulullah. He's giving you the same offer. What are we going to do? Am I going to say no to Imam Al Hussein and said, say to him, Ya Abu Abdullah, I'll offer you a horse. I'll offer you $200 for your majlis. I'll sponsor a dinner. I'll wear black for you, but there is not much I can do. There is not much I can change about my life. I cannot join your camp. I'll just watch you from far. Or are we going to say no? We're going to offer what is left of our life to Allah, to Rasulullah, and to Imam al-Hussein. Whatever is left, 50 years, 60 years, 10 years, 5 years, 5 days. We pledge an oath of allegiance to you, Abba Abdullah. This life, our existence, everything that we have. Our children, our wealth, our time, let it belong to you. And that is the most meaningful decision that you will make in your life. And I'm also here to say that many people all across the world, some of them are the Shia of Imam al Hussein. They believe they do not belong in those majalis, they don't belong here. Why? Because they lead a life of sin. I have committed so many sins. People know me. How can I ever come and sit in a majlis and cry for Imam al-Hussein? Or if I come and I attend the majlis of Imam al-Hussein, how can I be a volunteer? How can I be a servant of Imam al-Hussein? How can I ever be a Husseini? And let me tell you this. This is the best place for you to cleanse yourself. The house of Imam al-Hussein. This is the best place for every human being to seek purification and nearness to Allah. To feel the divine existence of Allah. To create a relationship 
a bond with the divine to enjoy a relationship with your creator this is the place no matter who you are and what you have done I don't care what you've done this is the place for you this is the door of Rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there was a lady a famous woman in Basra Iraq her name was Sha'bana Sha'bana was a famous belly dancer famous belly dancer and she had 10, 12 girls that she would take around with her. She would train them. They would sing. They would belly dance. And she was the entertainment in the city of Basra. She would attend weddings. She would attend parties. She would be paid a lot of money for her services. Belly dancing, singing. And sometimes we also, يعني, we, we pray, we fast, we go to Hajj, but sometimes we also don't mind the belly dancing and we also enjoy such parties and, and gatherings as well. So business was good. Please recite three loud salawats. Ala Muhammadin wa Ali Muhammad, welcoming Samahat Sayyid. Sha'bana went around, and like I said, business was good. She was making good money. One day she was walking in the streets of Basra. She saw there is a Husseiniya, and there is a massive crowd on the Husseiniya, so many people. So she sent some of her girls, she said, Go and see what this guy is saying. Why is there so many people? This is very unusual. She sent one, she didn't come back. She sent another one, she said, go and see what's happening. She didn't come back. Third one, fourth one, says, this is unusual, they're not coming back. She went herself, she sat there. And the person speaking was saying, look, Allah has arhamur rahameen. Allah has ghaffar al-dhunub, sattar al-ayub. Allah will forgive anyone. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا There isn't a sin that cannot be forgiven. Allah will erase every single one of your sins. Allah is merciful. Allah is compassionate. When he was done, she said, can I speak to this man? who was sitting on the minbar? He said, yeah, sure. So when people left, they said to him that this, there's a lady, she wants to speak with you. She came to him, she said, you claim that Allah forgives all sins? He said, yes. No matter what I have done, no matter what I, you have done. Even if you are Sha'bana herself, Allah will forgive you. So she started to cry. He said, why are you crying? I didn't mean no disrespect. He said, because I am Sha'bana. Really, would God forgive me? He said, yes. She repented immediately. And it wasn't easy. You know why? Because she had made every single penny, every single dime from haram. She had to give up everything she owned, her home, her clothes, her lifestyle. She said, I don't have a place to go now. So they prepared a place for her. She did not even have clothes to wear. They helped her. And Sha'bana changed into a reciter for Imam al-Hussein. She began reciting for Imam al-Hussein and conducting majalis for Imam al-Hussein. Look at the transformation. And I want to pause here for a moment.
before I go on, I want to pause here for a moment and say to the leadership, wherever they are, around the world, if you have a Husayniyah, if you have a masjid, if you have a majlis, and to our community and our community members and to our dear elders, today if you see somebody in the majalis of Imam Al-Husayn, who leads a life of sin, And now they're wearing black. They've come to the majlis of Abba Abdullah. Do not stand in their way. Do not drive them away from Imam Al-Husayn. Imam Al-Sadiq says, najat. We are all the ark of salvation. Every single one of us. وَلَكِنْ سَفِينَ But the ark of my grandfather Imam Al-Husayn is much bigger. And it's faster. It's a rescue boat. You know when, when Rasulullah said his famous, most famous hadith. He said, Why did he use this example? He's the Ark of Salvation. Why? Because people would travel in ships. The ship would break. And there there had to be a rescue boat. Rasulullah says, your rescue boat is Hussein. And he's very quick toward salvation. Very quick. The easiest way. And how can it be difficult, my brothers? How? How is it going to be difficult? When you hear a story of a man who stood in front of 25,000 people with courage. He didn't run away. He didn't break. He did not hesitate. He was not confused. It becomes easy for you to say no to sin, to temptation, to the whispers of shaitan. You get the courage from Hussein. And when you are tempted, you say to yourself, to your nafs, just like Abel Fadl Abbas said, Ya nafsu min ba'dil Hussein, huni. No means no. Not long ago, I was traveling from Najaf, and I happened to be with one of the most famous orators, scholars of the member of Imam al-Hussein in the same flight. He told me this story. Listen to the story. He said, a young man came to me. He's a sheikh. He said, Sheikh Ana, I want to share a story with you. What is the story? He says, this young man, I was committing all sorts of sin. I was forgetful of Allah. I didn't care. And he said, this young man, he was handsome, tall, good looking. He said, my dad is a doctor and my mother is also a doctor. And I am the only son they have. Spoiled. He's given money. He has everything. The most beautiful car. Credit cards. He's spending. He says, I was forgetful of Allah. He said, one day, I went to sleep. In my sleep, I saw this dream that was so real. The most real experience I have had in my entire life. He said, I saw that somebody is ringing the bell at our house. And there's a camera. When you ring the bell, you see the picture. Ring, you see the, the picture of the person ringing the bell. So he said, somebody rang the bell. I went. I saw from the picture it was a, a face of a prophet. Full of light, full of nur, full of iman. And he was wearing a green turban, meaning a sayyid. So I told him, what are you doing here? It's in the middle of the night. Who are you? He says to him, open the door. I am Imam al-Mahdi. So he said, I asked myself, how am I going to let him in? There's alcohol in my house. 
But if he goes through my phone, there's all sorts of junk in my phone. This is not a house that I want to welcome Imam al-Mahdi in. So I said to him, please give me five minutes. And I opened the door. He said, I went, I took the beer bottles, I emptied them. If there was, you know, other things, weed, whatever it was, I emptied out my phone, I emptied everything, I put it in the garbage. I came and I looked and he wasn't there. He said, I ran out. I ran out and he was walking. I was running, he was walking, but I could not catch him. I kept calling him, my imam, please stop. He looked back at me and he said, do you know how many homes I have knocked the door today? Why aren't you ready for me? Nobody's willing to welcome me. Brothers, wallah, it's not worth it. Sisters, it's not worth it for us to ruin our relationship with our imam because of a sin. I was in the UK and we were talking about salah and how meaningful salah can be. So a young man came to me and he said, Sayyid, you know what? I enjoy my salah so much. I look forward to salah. Salah is the highlight of my day. So I said, you know what? This is a story I got to hear. This guy, is ha this guy has a special secret. He said, Sayyid, I got introduced to a girl, a very good-looking girl. You know, the very seductive kind that tease you. They make you feel weak. The kind that went after Yusuf, Zuleikha. Zuleikha, Allah says only Yusuf was able to survive Zuleikha. This is how strong she was. So she said, he said, this girl was controlling me and uh, she was sending me snaps, seducing me. He said, I would pray to Allah, oh Allah, today let her not send me a Snapchat today, please, 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 and she would send. Now, some of you might be thinking, I would pray, please, please, let her send. But this guy, no, he was a good person. But shaitan... Plays a huge role, right? So he would pray, oh Allah, let her not send, and she would send, and he said, I was addicted. It was like a drug. Every day I would sit there waiting for her to send her snaps. He said, one day I said, you know what? To hell with all this. What am I doing? How long is this going to continue? He said, Wallah, Sayyid, I grabbed my phone and I said three times, Ya Mahdi, Ya Mahdi, Ya Mahdi, Adrikni. Oh, my Imam, help me. Save me. And I deleted the app. He said, as soon as I deleted the app, that same day I stood for Salah. And Salah was different. When I prayed, I enjoyed my Salah. I didn't want, I didn't want to rush through my Salah. Suddenly, Allah blessed me with this amazing relationship. Every word that I said in Salah, I felt it. And today, you brothers and sisters, you are here. Tell him, tell your Imam, tell him, please help me. I see some of you wiping your tears. This is good. This is good. For us to cry. This is a good sign. Ask your imam to help you. To guide you. To save you from sin. There were many people, many, many people who claimed to be the followers of Ahlul Bayt. To be Shia. To be the lovers of Imam al-Husayn. 
And they were in the thousands. At the break of the tenth night, the eve of the tenth, Imam al Hussein, you all know this, he turned off the candles. And he told them, please, those people are here for me. I've removed my oath of allegiance from you. If you want to leave, leave. Tomorrow, every single one of you will be killed. The number dropped to 72. 72 people. The greatest quality in those 72 people was iman and faith. Tawbah, taqwa. Years back, listen to this inspirational story. Years back, I was in a different country. And a young man came to me. He said, Sayyid, I've been hired by a pornography company to create a website for them, to create the videos for them, to manage their back end. And I've been given a lot of money. This is an offer I cannot refuse. But I know I'm making a mistake. So is there a way for me to do this and also continue to be somebody that is close to Allah? Is this okay? What if I donate some of this, poor, the, some of this money to Allah? What if I you know, pay my homes? Would it be okay? I told him those are the exact same sentiments that Umar ibn Sa'ad had. Same exact sentiments. Do you think Umar ibn Sa'ad, when they told him that we're going to give you, we're going to make you the governor of Ray, Tahran, Iran, so much wealth, so much money. Obviously, he was also th thinking the same thing. I'm going to give some of it in charity. After I kill Imam al-Hussein, I'm going to go to Hajj and repent. It's all going to be okay. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my life. It's fine. We'll get over it. I'll find a way to amend my relationship with God. And Imam al-Hussein told him, you will never achieve happiness. In fact, you will never even see Ray and Iran. And you'll never become the governor. So he said, what should I do? I said, you delete every single one of those videos. And you terminate your contract. He said, how? But it's difficult. I said, every time you delete a video, you say, Ya Hussein," And it will become easy. Imam al-Hussein will aid you. Today, he's a wealthy man. Earning halal money. Halal rizq. This society... And unfortunately, one way for sin to crawl into our life, brothers and sisters, is through music. Let's be real. You know, some people tell me, say, does all music haram? I say, listen, all music may not be haram, but the one you're listening to is definitely haram. And we watch those music videos and everybody suddenly wants to be a player. Well, you ain't no player. Oh, I want to spit my game. You don't need to spit no, on nothing. If anything, you're spitting on your own dignity, on your own honor, on your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Quran, Surah Al-Hadid, asks every single mu'min, every single believer, every single one of you, asks me and you a very important question. Listen to this question. I'm about to conclude. Alam, ya'ni lil-ladheena amanu an takhsha'a qulubuhum li dhikrillah? وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ 
Has time not arrived for the mu'mineen, not the mushrikeen, not the kuffar. For you believers, mu'mineen. So that our hearts would tremble for Allah, for His message. And we change our ways, and we change our habits, and we change our lifestyle. Allah asks me and you. There was a man by the name of Fudayl ibn al-Ayyad, one of the most mystic individuals, mystic scholars, revolutionaries in Arfan. Today, he is honored, recognized, celebrated. Who was this man? This man was a thug. He was a gangster. He would stop people in the middle of their journey. And you know, when people traveled back then, they didn't have credit cards. They couldn't wire money. They couldn't transfer money. So when they were traveling from one city to another, they would take all their money with them. They would take gold and they would take their jewelries and they would take their clothes with them. So there was a rich family, a wealthy family migrating. And Fudayl ibn al-Ayyad and his gang, they stood. When they arrived, they stopped them. They said, stop. Give us everything that you have. They stripped them from all their goods, even their clothes. So he told the father who stood and he said, listen, please, do not go in the carriage. My wife is there, my daughter is there. I will give you everything they have. Don't go in there. So he said, that's fine. Go ahead. Brought everything, he gave it to this man. And he glanced, this man, this thug, this gangster, right? He glanced in the carriage and he saw a beautiful girl. He was mesmerized by her beauty. So, he left it at that. They went, they reached uh, the residence and he kept thinking about her. You know, how am I going to let this go? And he was a gangster. Nobody can stop him. There was no authority to refrain him from his acts. So one night he decided, you know what? I'm just going to go into their home. I'm going to take advantage of this woman. He climbed the walls. Then he heard this man, her father, reciting this ayah in Salat al-Layl with a beautiful voice. Has time not arrived for the mu'mineen to feel remorse? To feel that they want to come back to God? To amend their relationship with God? And immediately this hit him. It hit him hard. He kept yelling, yes, yes, time has arrived. He became a person who never went back to his old life. Today, brothers and sisters, none of you are Fudayl. None of you are Sha'bana. None of you is one of those guys who's working for a pornography company. But we all must return to Allah. We all must amend our relationship with Allah. So if it was easier for them, it's going to be easier for us. Have you ever lost something extremely precious? If you lose something extremely precious, let's say you own a Rolex, and you lose this Rolex. You've given a lot of money, you've paid a lot of money, and you've lost it. Are you just going to say, well, who cares? It's just a Rolex. I'm not going to look for it. It's no big deal. No, you're going to look everywhere for it. You're never going to stop looking for it. Some of us have lost ourselves. Some of us have lost our nafs. Some of us have lost the most precious thing in our life and that is our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is time to look for it.
And the best place, the best place to amend the relationship with Allah, to return to Allah, is the house of Imam al Hussein, the majalis of Imam al Hussein, places that belong to Imam al Hussein. You've seen sometimes we see a flag, and on the flag it says, Ya Hussein, we kiss the flag. We create a bond with this flag. Why? Because it only carries the name of Imam al-Hussein. What about a place that belongs to Imam al-Hussein? Many of us, we cannot go to Ziyara every week. We cannot end up in Karbala every single day. But I tell you, if you want to do Tawbah, Go and do ghusl al-tawbah at home and come here, the house of Imam al-Hussein. Do two rak'ah of salah. Say, Allah, help me. This is the house of Hussein. I ask you in the name of Imam al-Hussein. Aid me. And Allah will help you. And brothers, you are blessed. You are blessed with an amazing leadership. I said this a few nights ago. America's finest. Samahat al-Allama al-Mujahid Sayyid Hassan al-Qazwini hafizahullah wa ra'ah who who's so passionate about serving this community and who is resilient By the way, he's very lucky to have you. He's very lucky to have you. You are a loyal community. A kind, generous community. And he's very proud of you. And everybody knows that. People call him from all around the world, Sayyidna, we want you for Muharram, we want you for Ramadan. But he stays here with you, with his brothers, with his sisters, with his children. And the Sayyid today, he has a special, very exciting news to share with you all. So I ask you, brothers and sisters, to remain for the Arabic program. I will be there for sure to hear this exciting news. Exciting news that not only makes us excited, but it makes the heart of Rasulullah happy. The heart of Fatima al-Zahra happy. The heart of Imam al-Hussein happy. And this indeed is your challenge. I started with the story of Abdullah Ubaidullah ibn al-Hurra al-Juhfi. Imam al-Hussein says to him, join me, aid me. And he said, when I didn't, I lived a life of regret. One way for us to cleanse ourselves and our sins is to aid the cause of Imam al-Hussein. And Imam al-Hussein, brothers and sisters, by the way, he does not need us. Don't think that Imam al-Hussein needs my money, my time, my support. Imam al-Hussein is the wealthiest. You think Jeff Bezos is wealthy? Elon Musk is wealthy? Those guys are bankrupt. Elon Musk's son says, I wish I had another father. I hate this guy. He wants to dissociate with his father who is the wealthiest man in the world. But Imam al-Hussein, look at his children. Look how much they love him. Look at those guys here. Every single one of them, they are here because of the love of Imam al-Hussein. Because they've made a bond with Imam al-Hussein. And do not fail them, brothers. Do not fail them. You need to support them in this journey. So they become the best of the followers of Imam al-Hussein. And tonight we are inspired by the greatest personality. A personality who was put right next to Imam al-Hussein. He was inseparable from Imam al-Hussein. Aliyun al-Akbar. Imam Zain al-Abidin put all the Ashab on one side. He put Habib ibn Madahir where? Close to Imam al-Hussein. He put Abu al-Fadl al-Abbas 
on another direction, but he put Ali ibn al-Akbar right next to his father, Abu Abdullah al-Husayn. Why? Because traditions tell us, when Imam al-Husayn said to everybody, I want you to leave. You are free to go. Even his brothers. Shimr came and he told Abu al-Fadl al-Abbas, I'll give you amnesty. You and your brothers, leave. We won't kill you. Imam al-Husayn said, go, ya Abu al-Fadl. Hear what he has to say. But Imam al-Husayn never gave that offer to his son, Ali al-Akbar. He didn't want Ali al-Akbar to leave him. He loved him so dearly. And Ali al-Akbar was a youth, the master of youth. The source of inspiration for all the shabab. Let us take our hearts, our souls, our minds to Karbala tonight. Tonight we have to shed tears for Imam al-Hussein. We're reaching the final stage, the final sta station. And that is the wida' of Imam al-Hussein with his son Ali al-Akbar. How was he described? Imam al-Hussein says, وَكُنَّا إِذَا اشْتَقْنَا إِلَىٰ رَسُولِكَ نَظَرْنَا إِلَيْهِ He resembled Rasulullah. And when they miss Rasulullah Muhammad, they would look at Aliyun al-Akbar. This Aliyun al-Akbar came and he stood in front of the tent of his father, Imam al-Husayn. And he was, by the way, the first of Bani Hashim. He led the way, he paved the way for the rest of Bani Hashim. He said to him, Ya Aba, Ya Aba Abdullah, give me permission. I am here. Imam al Hussein told him, Bunayya Ali, Ilayya, Ilayya, Likaya, Shummuka, Watashummuni. Come so I can smell your scent for the very last time. They hugged and they cried and they wept. Let us take our hearts to Karbala. This moment, this moment, when there are tears, we go to him. We go to Bainul Haramain. We stand in front of the shrine of Imam al Hussein and next to him, Ali al Akbar, Ali ibn al Hussein, and we say to him, Ya Sayyidana wa Mawlana, Inna tawajjahna, wastashfa'na, watawassalna bika ilallah. All of you, brothers and sisters, the soldiers of Hussein, the lovers of Hussein, the Shia of Hussein, Ya Sayyidana wa Maulana, Inna Tawajjahna, Wa Tawassalna Bika Ilallah. وَقَدَّمْنَاكَ بَيْنَ يَدَيْ حَاجَاتِنَا يَا وَجِيهًا عِنْدَ Wherever you are, even if you are outside, all of us together, the lovers of Hussein. Ya wajihan Allah. One more, but before before we call on to him one more time. Ya Aba Abdullah, we want you to help us in our tawbah. We want you to facilitate our tawbah for us. We want you to grant us a tawbah so that we don't need another tawbah after that. And Imam al Hussein is there to help us. Ya wajihan Allah, Ali ibn al Hussein ibn Ali sat on the back of the horse and he reminded them of his grandfather Ali ibn Abi Talib. He was a brave man. Of those who have those lines memorized, let us read them together and remind ourselves of Ali ibn al Akbar. أنا علي 
علي ابن الحسين ابن علي one more time انا علي ابن الحسين ابن علي نحن وبيت الله اولى بالوصي أضربكم بالسيف أحمي عن أبي ضرب قلام علوين قرشي He fought and he fought bravely Imam Al-Hussein would stand in front of the tent of his mother, praying for his son, telling his mother to pray. Suddenly, Imam Al-Hussein's face changed. Imam Al-Hussein is asked by his wife, Ya Aba Abdullah, what's happening? I see you saddened. He says, I see a man going towards Ali and Al-Akbar with a brigade. I am afraid for my son, Layla. Go inside the tent. وارفعي يديك إلى الله بالدعاء وادعي لولدنا علي الأكبر She went inside the tent She opened her hair She raised her hands to Allah What did she say? يا راد يوسف إلى يعقوب إلهي بحرمة الحسين إلهي بغربة الحسين رد لي ولدي علي علي الأكبر comes back the dua of the mother was accepted but what does he tell his father he says to him يا أبتا اللي شربة من الماء أتقوى بها على هؤلاء الأعداء يا أبا عبد الله oh my father a drop of water so that I can go back and fight the enemies Allahu Akbar Imam Al Hussein takes out his tongue he shows him oh Ali my son look at my tongue I don't have any water to offer to you oh my son Aina Al Wanadi wa Husayna wa Gariba wa Magluma he went he stood to take a moment of rest but they came and they surrounded him from every angle one of them would shoot him with an arrow another one would hit him with a dagger another one would hit him with a knife and a sword he fell on to he fell from his horse calling out ya abata adha jaddi rasulullah qad saqani min ka'sihi al-awfa oh my father Hussain here is my grandfather quenching my thirst one more line I want you to give your tears for Imam Hussain don't hold back he came to him he was cut into pieces Imam Hussain could not even carry his son we tell him Ya Aba Abdullah Ya Ibn Rasulullah we wish we were there on the 10th of Muharram so that we can become a sacrifice for you and your son Ali Al-Akbar brothers, sisters, the Shabab the lovers of Hussein, like every single night, the Sayyid is also with us. Labbayka ya Hussein, labbayka ya. No one remains silent, brothers and sisters. One night towards Ashura, all of us. Labbayka ya Hussein, labbayka ya.